Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Tries to win it. Welcome, everybody, to the Border War podcast presented by the Kansas City Sports Network. We are hosted by 360 Vodka, and we're excited to have you join us here this afternoon. Usually, Jeff, we're recording at night. We've got an afternoon time slot here. Uh, we got lots of cover, man. We've missed some games. Kansas yeah. had three games. Mizzou's had three as well. Uh, so it's good to kind of break into uh, these two teams and some some good trends for both teams. Uh, yeah, for sure. Been a little up and down. Mizzou got a big win last night. Uh, had a had a really just a blowout, twenty uh, five point win at Ole Miss, and yeah. then Kansas with a big road win in Norman. Um, let's let's start right out of the gate with Kansas. Uh, you know, I really you look back at when we were where we were at the last time we we talked. Jeff was the Texas Tech loss coming off the Texas Tech loss going home. Yeah to play Iowa State, um, and now on a three-game winning streak. They, they took care of West Virginia at home, um, and then a tough place to play always in Norman. Um, Kansas able to get the win, make some shots late. Christian Brown had a big three in the corner. Yeah. Ochai banged up, comes back, has a big second half playing through injury. Um, where are you at right now with, with Kansas? A, a three really good good wins, and let's face it, any win in the Big 12 is a big win. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for Being a former Jayhawk, I guess, uh, you know, you asked where am I at with the Jayhawks. I think the Jayhawks are – they're really figuring some things out. Um, and they're still not right where they, they want to be. Um, they're still getting better. Um, Remy's still trying to, to figure things out. He's trying to get in the groove. Uh, McCormick's still trying to – and Lightfoot are still trying to understand – um, how they can fully help the, the team out. And, you know, Coach Self, you know, gone deep in his bench and tried out some other guys like uh, Coleman Lands. Uh, Pettiford's gotten a couple, uh, a little bit of go at it, K.J. Adams. So he's still figuring some things out. But I think on a positive note, uh, guys like Dewan Harris, who plays big minutes, has uh, really been stepping up. And you can really see – uh, with his production, what he did in the Iowa State game just took his game and confidence to a whole, a whole nother level. And not only with Dewan Harris, but uh, you got to think about uh, Jalen Wilson, who, who started off, uh, uh, had a, started off in a rough patch, kind of dug his way out of that rough patch, was searching for his soul and trying to find his game again. And I think right now the Jayhawks and Jayhawk Nation is really 
proud of, you know, Jalen for fighting through all of that adversity, being able to continue to fight and, and, and plug his way through the season. And it's starting to turn out in his production. Uh, obviously, uh, his last couple games, he's really been producing at a high level, like uh, I think Coach Self imagined. And I mean, when you talk about uh, CB and, and Ochai, uh, again, those guys have just been carrying the load. And I'm kind of jumping around, but even that Iowa State coming off of that that loss at Tech, uh, as a Jayhawk fan and as a former player, I was looking at it like, man, that was a good game. Iowa State took them down to the wire. They put they made they made it almost seem as if the Jayhawks were going to take back to back losses in the Big Twelve Conference. So uh, uh, hats off to to Iowa State, but again. Uh, uh, with leaders with CB and Ochai and obviously the game last night against OU uh, CB uh, being able to hit a big clutch time shot down the stretch uh, a three with a hand in his face. I think that's going to continue to give him confidence uh, to be able to take more shots like that. Uh, just not when the game is on the line, but just when the, they need a bucket. So that's good for CB and Ochai uh, kind of had a little bit of a hand issue uh, early in the second half, but picked it up uh, in the first half, but picked it up in the second half as well, too. So the Jayhawks are, uh, I think, uh, as a Jayhawk fan, as a former player, I think uh, we're pretty proud of uh, where the team is at right now. But, no, there's still a lot of a lot more room for improvement as well. When I look at, to the – we rewind the tape back to the Iowa State game, some, some yeah. takeaways from just late-game execution in that win against Iowa State – and the win at Oklahoma. And I think it has a lot to do with Ochai Baji yeah. and his decision-making, right? He's, he's hit some big shots late in games. Uh, we've talked about he's, he's been much more aggressive downhill, attacking, yeah. getting to the rim, getting a free-throw line. But in the Iowa State game, you know, I thought it was really unselfish of him to drive the ball left, drew, drew a lot of attention, and then basically pitched it behind him to Dewan, who had the yeah. angle yeah. to get to the rim for that land, yeah. right? That ultimately wins them the game. And you look at the play made last night, like coming back with the wrist injury. Yeah. Hopefully there's there's nothing serious there. And it's his left hand, not his shooting hand, thankfully. But he makes, a again, a drive. He doesn't have any, and he makes a perfect kickout pass. And Christian Brown steps up and hits a big shot. But I still think it comes back to Ochai, making the right play, right? Not forcing, not taking a bad shot. Yeah. Um, I always find it tough with this conversation. I'm curious to get your thought on this. This is probably a bigger basketball question um, and from a coaching standpoint, I'm curious, obviously you want your best players to get touches late in a close game, right? You want to put your best players in a position to make a play. Um, I think Michael Jordan dealt with this. I think LeBron dealt with this. I think Kobe Bryant dealt with this of being passive late, right? Where they yeah. drive the ball and it's like, well, why didn't they shoot the ball? And they make the right play and they lose it. Yeah. Let's say the shot misses and then they're yeah. grief yeah. or, and it just, yeah. it, you know, it's a, it, it's a no win situation sometimes mm-hmm. in those late right. scenarios. But you put the ball in your best player's hands to make decisions, yeah. right? And that can be scoring the ball and be aggressive. But the coach puts the ball in their hand because they trust him to make whatever the right play is. Yeah. And they'll live with the outcome. Um, yeah. And that, to me, is a, is a big sign that you got two wins, two really good Big 12 wins. And, look, Iowa State was going to be a tough game. I mean, they're they a tough team. Uh, I think TJ's done a very good job. Uh, in terms of getting that team to defend. And, like, you look at the game in the 60s, it was back and forth, yeah. and Kansas gets a win. I, I mean, that game in Ames is going to be a great battle again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another tough place to play. But, um, yeah, I think Ochai has 
has really, we've talked about him a lot and we talked about the efficiency and the scoring, mm-hmm. but I, I still think it comes down to, he's just making better decisions. He's playing yeah. like a veteran player. Yeah. Uh, and you love to see that with your best player. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I mean, even going back to uh, the Iowa state game, uh, he was covered. I mean, he could have he could have forced a shot, uh, but like you said, he made the. I think he made the the right play. Dewan Harris had the angle, had the the great opportunity to be able to get two feet in the paint on that. Uh, Ochai was getting. I mean, they were showing strong help on on that Iowa State game. So I think that was a smart move, and even uh, late in the, the game against OU, uh, the the ball was in Ochai's hand, coming off a ball screen. Uh, he had really almost two to three people still chasing him down. So again, he can go in there and force a shot uh, on three to four players and try to and try to make a play. But again, he recognized that you know Christian was open. He got a shooter in the corner uh, and just went ahead. Excuse me, that's my phone. Went ahead and threw it to uh, went ahead and threw it to the to the corner to to CB to make that amazing shot. And uh, you you said it best. Ochai has been doing a really great job of of showing that veteran leadership uh, uh, to me. Uh, he's just been showing me that like, man, that's that, that's that league talk. Like, man, that's how, that's, that's how someone in the league represents himself uh, for him to want the ball in those, in those moments. Um, I think that's, that really separates him from a lot of the players in, in college because he wants the ball in those moments and he's willing to take the criticism if uh, he passes that off and Christian misses that. Well, Ocha should have, he should have shot it. So uh, for him to, 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 to want the ball in both of those possessions, even in Iowa state and Oklahoma is a good sign for the Jayhawks. I think the two guys too, and, and you hit on one of them. Um, I, it feels like Jalen Wilson and David McCormick are the two players that really can take this team. And yeah. I, I guess you'd put Remy Martin in this conversation yeah. too, just him health wise, he did play last night. He played in the first half. I I, I do think some turnovers cost him yeah. uh, to probably not play as much in the second half. Um, but let's talk about Jalen Wilson because I think you you touched on it. It was a big point that I was going to bring yeah. up because we've talked about Jalen in the past when he was coming off the bench not really playing. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's put together some some strong performances. Uh, he had 23-8 and eight in that West Virginia game. He yep. hit three, three threes. He was 10 of 13 from the field. I mean, super efficient. Yeah. You know, that's that's the type of player Jalen Wilson can be. And I, that's his skill set. It's playing that way consistently. Right. It's getting that yeah. production from him. He was good again last night for, for Kansas. Um, thought he did a really nice job uh, in terms of, again, not forcing, you know, start, start starting to play more confidently, hit a couple threes, six to ten from the field. You know, you look at yeah. those efficiencies. We talk we touch on that production and consistency all the time. And they're getting that. David McCormick's had, you know, some good moments as well. West Virginia, he was very good in that game. Uh, I think Missouri, I think in that game, he was really more of a impact in that paint against West yeah. Virginia. Um, yep. you know, plus 11 at the half. Like he, he really had an impact on that win struggled the next night out. So you're trying to find that with David as well. And then Remy hopefully can come along and stay healthy and find his rhythm and this yeah. team can, can flow. So it's almost like we're still not finding, you know, that peak Kansas team, that you're going to want to see, but they're still winning games and their, and their top players are still performing at a high level. Yeah. And, and this is about that time where uh, about five games in the conference where coach self is really, he's really confident with, you know, his, his lineup his his players and 
Uh, he kind of knows what he's going to get out of each and every one of them. And right now, it's still just a a, a process of, of development for for uh, some of these guys. Uh, Jalen's still, I think, getting into his his comfort zone. Uh, he's doing it more on a consistent basis, like you mentioned. Uh, but I still think he's getting into his comfort zone. I think Jalen can, you know, still be a little bit more aggressive. Obviously, the way he's been playing these last couple of games, I think he still has room to improve as far as being more aggressive and doing a little bit more uh, because he's starting to feel get into his game. So, um, but again, uh, I know I mentioned uh, McCormick a little bit earlier as well too, but I think he's going to be one of the X factors uh, as far as how far this team can go. But I think, to be honest, if, if, if David can just, just rebound the ball and play defense, no matter what he scores in a game, I don't, I think the Jayhawks can live with that, especially with the way Jalen's playing. Uh, Dewan, Dewan's doing a good job of keeping the defense honest, hitting a couple outside shots, getting to the rim, finishing at the at, at the rim uh, so that makes the defense play honest and open things up as well too and uh they're still waiting to see what Remy's gonna do coming off of that knee injury uh, Remy's gonna uh, still be trying to find himself and uh if I had some advice to give to Remy is just you know he's figured out how to play within the Kansas basketball system mm-hmm. now I think Remy just needs to bring that Arizona State game within that that Kansas system because that Arizona State game can still live within a Kansas uh, system. You just got to know when and when to, to pick your poison and when to get your shots. Uh, so hopefully Remy can figure that out. But I think uh, the Jayhawks are really going to need some good protection with Remy and, and David down the stretch uh, for these guys to really be uh, productive because Jalen's giving them all that he can. I think that that day's coming for Remy. I mean, yeah, it he, is. He, he's too good of a player, and mm-hmm. you know, at some point, you know, you're going to need that. And 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 look, like we've talked a lot about Kansas bench, right? Like you, you got to find some bench production. And Mitch Lightfoot gave them that production at nine points. That, yeah. Those are big points. Those are big buckets. And you know, Didn't somewhat of a yep. grind it out type of game. And and Mitch gave him good good minutes. I think he's four or five from the field. So again, very efficient. Yeah um in those minutes and that's what you're looking for with someone coming off the bench and it doesn't always have to be scoring but you do have to find a lift off the bench yep. um foul trouble is going to be a part of the game at some point in every every you know in any game kansas plays you hope you're not in foul trouble but it will come up at some point yep. in the season and you got to have guys step up and, and make plays i mean we've we've seen Jalen coleman lance have a good game off the bench yeah. where he shoots the ball well so it's it's these taking these one-off games and building on it right and that's yep. what every coach is going to talk about and you mentioned they're in league play, and this league is no joke. Uh, we just saw Kate State win at Texas <laughs> yeah. last, last night. That's who KU uh, has next, too. That's going to be a tough at, one. At yeah, Bramwich. That, at Bramwich, too, man. The, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like that's that's a big game, the uh, the Sunflower Showdown. Like, that's always a game K-State has circled. Uh, probably that place going to be lit and packed. Yeah. And you know that that drill and that, that place gets loud, too. Um, so that's going oh, yeah, to be a tough, tough next game. Uh, we'll see how, you know, if Ochai can can stay healthy as, as well. We'll see what that left, left wrist. But the fact he came back and then he made shots. I mean, he hit yeah. some big shots. And that's tough to do for a shooter, even though it's his offhand. I mean, that can still bother your shot, right? I mean, it's it's your offhand. But when you're in pain, it can mess with your mechanics. And it looked like he, he just fought through that and played through that. Um, just goes to, to show you the toughness, too, of Ochai, knowing he's yeah. got to come back. 
in a game like that. There is one piece of the, this um, this team right now in conference play I, I did want to bring up because it was brought to my attention in the West Virginia game. I, I was kind of looking through some of the numbers and the turnover margin from like non-conference play to conference play. You know, Kansas has got to take care of that ball and yeah. value that ball. And sometimes they can get sped up. They get some you know dumb turnovers, bad turnovers. Um, you know, I think <laughs> any turnover, when you're starting to compound turnovers, that can drive a coach nuts. That's where you see a lot of these substitutions. That's where Remy doesn't play a lot in that second half. Yeah. You got to take care of the ball and you got to, got to take care of the ball on the road. Most importantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, I think that's still a small thing that Kansas cannot let seep in, in road games is yeah. turnovers. They got to take care of the ball. They got to get good shots. They got to, you know, they got to continue to battle in the paint limit teams to one shot, rebound the ball. I know rebounding has been a top top conversation, but taking care of the ball is still a big piece for this team. They got good guard play with Dewan and Remy. They got to take care of the ball. They're fully capable of taking care of the ball and getting good possessions. Yeah, and uh, to echo on that, I know, I mean, Coach Self, that's, that's a pet peeve uh, of his, uh, not taking care of the ball. Um, I think any coach is a pet peeve. It's just, I mean, it's it's just a simple philosophy that, you know, if you turn the ball over, you're pretty much in a nutshell, you're giving the other team your shot opportunity. So um, I think every team, they always want to maximize uh, uh, their their shot opportunities. And the quickest way to to devalue that is to, to turn the ball over. And um, with Coach Self and any team, uh, turnovers – they're annoying. They're annoying. annoying. So yep. <laughs> they're very annoying. But uh, with, like you said, with Dewan, uh, Remy, Oach, uh, even CB, even Jalen, who handles the ball sometimes, gets it up and down the floor. Those guys know how to handle the ball. They just need to to value the ball. You'll hear Coach Self say that a lot. Value the ball. Uh, they got to value the basketball. They have to, you know, think that basketball is everything when they have it in their hands and they want to do everything in their power to take care of it. Uh, that's not the way they have to uh, to value the basketball when they have it in their hands. Two big ones again for for Kansas. They go to K-State and they come home uh, to play yeah, Texas Tech big on, on Big Monday. So some, some big, big games. 12, and then, baby. <laughs> it's the Big 12. And then I don't want to look too far ahead because it's one game at a time, but then they got Kentucky. And that's yeah. a that's the big Big Twelve SEC yep. challenge yep. at home, college game big day ticket. in the house. It's a big ticket, uh, and that Kentucky team is really good. That's going to be a good measuring point for Kansas, and it is at home. Uh, that Kentucky team is solid. They're they're oh, Ty yeah. Ty Washington can go. He's a really good guard. Uh, they got some good pieces, veteran pieces around him. Oshkar Tshibwe, uh, one of the better rebounders oh, yeah. yeah. in the country. That's going to be yeah. a big challenge for Kansas, um, and I think a good, especially into January. You got the whole month of February to follow. Um, that's going to be a big one too. And then you're right back into league play. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, it's just no, no, <laughs> not, no night off. Uh, no nights, baby. No night off. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought. One shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's, um, let's flip the script and let's, let's yeah, talk about let's... the new man. Um, again, it's been. Talk about really that good. coaching change, man. What's up? <laughs> Let me know. What's let's up? start there. I'm glad you're Yeah, let's up, go. Man. Come on, man. I was, I was, I'll be the first to tell you that I was duped, right? And, and for those that don't know, there was a tweet out there last week. Um, saying that Conzo Martin was relieved of his duties. Um, it was a parody account. A lot of even Bleacher Report ran with it and uh, didn't look too good following that. I, I had to take it down pretty quickly, but it was a false report, obviously. It was just a parody account. But man, that lit up a lot of Mizzou fans and a lot of people asking questions. You had Mizzou beat writers having to come out and say, yeah. no, there's nothing happening. <laughs> it was a weird, weird situation. Oh. Um, and this was the day after Missouri went to Arkansas and got absolutely humiliated and yeah. blown out of the water. They won at home against Alabama. Last time we had a podcast, yeah. Mizzou played yeah. well. They scored 90 points. They beat Alabama at home. We went on and on about, man, there were some good takeaways from that game. Kobe yeah. Brown was great. Teron Brazil. Then they go to Arkansas, and I didn't even know what, what's, what you even say about that game. I mean, Missouri had 15 points in the first half. Yeah. I believe they shot 7% from three and something less, less than 20% from the field. They got blown out. and. They scored 43. Arkansas scored 41 in one half in the first half. It was one of the most ugly games you'll see. And Missouri's had some ugly ones. Kansas being one, Kentucky, Illinois. We know all these blowouts that they've had. And it was sort of like feast or famine. You just beat a, you know, fit number 15 yeah. team ranked team yeah. in Alabama. And then Arkansas had lost three in a row. And it wasn't like they were playing all that well. And Missouri got absolutely blown out of the water. Uh, then Missouri comes home and plays Texas A&M. Yeah. And Texas A&M, not ranked, but a team that has won a lot of games. Yeah. Like they're, they're, Buzz Williams has done a really nice job with this team. And A&M, I mean, Missouri had a, the lead for 35 minutes in that game. Uh, Missouri was up 10 at the half, uh, really playing well. And, and Missouri really gave that game away. Um, they, they struggled in the second half to get some offense going. Um, they hit three threes in the first half. They, they hit one in the second half, yeah. but really struggled to get anything going offensively. Um, points in the paint were a, were a factor. Um, late A&M kind of made a run, um, had some bench points. It was a, a more of a balanced game towards the end, but Missouri gave that one away. And so you're starting to think Missouri beats Texas A&M, and then the performance they gave last night against Ole Miss – you could look yeah. up three and oh, two yeah. in replay. Oh yeah, and and for as as bad as as Missouri has been, and they have been bad this year, they have played better, and it's very streaky. It's very inconsistent. It's again highest of highs and lowest of lows. They're trying to find some middle ground, and Conzo talked about it last night. I'm I'm glad he said it, but he started talking about this team from a defensive standpoint. Like they were so bad against Arkansas offensively. But defensively, they were just as bad. And so, as you know, I mean, sometimes you, you can struggle and be flat and stagnant in your offense. You can get in no rhythm, but you can't stop defending. You yeah, cannot stop never, playing. Never. And it was just – it was bad all around. And Konzo's talked a lot about the DNA, getting back to what's what's our identity going to be. And, and, and with Konzo and, and his tenure as a head coach, whether it be at Tennessee, Missouri State, at Cal – you know, he rests his his hat on defense, on toughness, mm -hmm. on grittiness, limiting teams to one shot, being aggressive, dictating the ball, 
getting into guys, playing defense through the shot clock, all these things that every coach wants to talk about. And that is attention to detail and discipline on the defensive end. Well, sure enough, they, they go to Ole Miss and, and they look really good defensively. Yeah. And Ole Miss is not a great team by any means. They have had some injury issues. But Missouri was great on both ends of the floor. And Missouri, did. I think they only attempted seven threes in this game. So you're talking about a, a team that just changed their script. Yeah. And I've said it so many times to you, Jeff, of this team and how bad they are from three. And in the modern day game, you got to shoot the three. Yeah. Missouri cannot do that consistently. So it's almost like you have to accept who you are and adjust mm-hmm. to that. Missouri shot 63% from the field last night. They had 32 buckets. I mean, they were very efficient around the rim, and they got great bench production from Amari Davis, who had a perfect game. He went 10 for 10 from the field, gave him 23 points. Man, you know, that's Missouri's been waiting for someone yeah. to step up and score the ball like that, and Amari's done that uh, in his past before he transferred to Mizzou. They get some serious production from him. Uh, Jaron Coleman, Conzo talked about this. Like Jaron's fallen in love with offense and trying to find a shot. He's a three-point shooter. He has 13 rebounds, and Conzo yeah. has really stressed him. Hey, man, if shot's not going, what else are you going to do? Are you, are you, you're a capable rebounder. And that's where I think this, this – I think where Conzo Martin's staff deserves some credit here is yeah. talking about DNA and, and getting back to, hey, you've had some terrible losses – your offensive efficiency, your defensive efficiency has been beyond poor. I think Missouri at one point was 298th in the country in Division One in terms of offensive efficiency. I mean, that is bottom of the barrel yeah. offensively. And to finally find some rhythm, right? You beat, yeah, you, you beat Alabama. You get smacked by Arkansas. You come back, you play A&M pretty well, and you probably should have won that game and you give it up. You beat yourself with 17 turnovers. That was yeah. a big part of it. You, you got to close – you got to take yeah. care of the ball. That's been take a problem. Care of yep, that's been a problem for Conzo. Uh, but then they they bounce back and they win by twenty five at Ole Miss. They're plus fourteen on the glass. They're plus seven with assists. But it gets back to that defense. So I'm I'm interested. Here we are again. Where does Missouri go from here? Are they yeah. going to turn the script and go get blown out their next game? They go to Alabama. Are they going to go get blown out? Or are they going to be competitive? And I've said this to you as well. All I'm looking for Missouri is to be competitive yeah. and, and to be in games, not get blown out by 30 and not score 15 points and a half. Find some consistency game to game and half to half. And it looks like they're slowly showing some some positive signs. Yeah, they are. Um, and, you know, sometimes with the with the coaching change and, uh, you know, that can spark some things. And um, I mean, but you look at it, you know, when. They had that devastating, that devastating loss after a, a big, a big win against Alabama. Uh, but again, and then they come back. They come back and they fight. They come back and they fight. And I think you said it. They they gave that game away. And uh, but I think from a positive standpoint, even to be able to hear that Missouri gave that game away to a good team shows that they're in the hunt. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think Missouri they need to focus on the positives yet yeah, we gave that game away we nobody wants to give a game away but we were right there like we were right there with a a good opponent we've already proven ourselves that we can beat a top 15 team and again we've showed that that we can also come back and compete against a, a good texas uh, a&m team was 15 and 2 and then come back out and, and and be able to show that they can they can they can defend as well too. So that that makes a big difference as well too. So I think, I mean, you know, man, I, 
again, Jerry, you know, I get I get hyped when we start talking about uh, our rival team. Uh, yep. You know, we want I told you so much. I want you guys to have success, just not when you guys are playing, uh, playing us. Obviously, it's, I think it helps stre- strengthens the, the rivalry and makes that game even more special than, than what it's been in the past. But I think the question was, where does Missouri go from here? I mean, yeah. up. I mean, yep. that's the way I see it. Up, uh, they have to continue to keep getting better. Uh, guys are playing with more confidence, uh, and they have to continue to to, to bank on that uh, in order to to maximize their season the way they want to. Uh, like you said, Amari Davis, uh, or, or excuse me, Davis uh, came in twenty three points, uh, ten for ten from the field. Even Coleman. Uh, I mean, you mentioned he had. 13 rebounds, but he also had seven assists too. So mm-hmm. him being able to di- distribute the ball, guys are playing well. Kobe Brown, you know what you're going to get out of him. But I think I mentioned at the last spot, I think what's going to help this Missouri team is when other guys can step up and they just don't leave it. You know, Kobe shouldn't have to feel like he has to go get 30. He has to go get 25 here. If Kobe needs to, you know, in the day with 15 and seven, then he can end the day with 15 and seven, uh, knowing that he has other guys that can that can carry the load as well, too. But, uh, you know, there are some times where Kobe's is going to go out and, and shots are going to be falling. He's going to get his like he he can get. You know, we know he can go off for 30. But it's also good to know when you have a player that can go off for 30 and he also has a supporting cast that can also help him out as well, too. So I think Missouri has nowhere to go but up. I think, um, you know, when you talk about it and it's perfectly said of like guys stepping up and and helping carry some of the load. And we're not talking about freshmen here either. We're talking about mm-hmm. junior transfers, right? We're talking about guys yeah. that have been around. I think that's probably been a lot of the frustration for Conzo Martin and his staff is these transfers that they brought in, they're older guys and they're guys mm-hmm. that at, at, you know, a little bit of a smaller level, uh, a little bit of a tear down still were big time scores and shooters and, you know, I think there's a, a conversation to be had of, look, Conso's done pretty well in the transfer portal, right? He's yeah. had Cassius Robertson, who was a great player. Uh, Drew Smith, who was a great player, one of the better defenders in the SEC last year. Obviously, Mark Smith was a good transfer. Now look what he's doing at K-State leading yep. the Big 12 and rebounding. So, you know, this, this, these, the staff has identified the transfer market pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the, frustra- the frustration is they, they have not gotten any sort of consistency from, from any of them yeah. to see Jaron Coleman play as well as he did to do some things that we haven't seen from him all season and to do it in the league game and on the road. Like, you know, this to, for Missouri to win on the road by 25 points against anybody who yeah. saw that come. I mean, who was on that? Was that on the bingo board? I don't think it was, <laughs> man. Like that was I mean, I was a little bit shocked. And, and again, Mizzou yeah. fans are like, what is this team? Like, it's just like all over the place. And, and they get another big win. But I'm just going to tell you right now, Teron Brazil is the guy. And mm-hmm. I know you he's love young. that guy. You love, I love him. this guy, man. He is so he's first of all, he's very athletic, but he defends and he can defend one through five. I mean, he really can. He's a freshman. Like he's not that strong, but he's he's more he's he's slowly getting there in terms of just IQ. Offensively, he's still raw. He's he's still developing. He turns the ball over. You know, he does some things most freshmen, freshman. do. He does He's freshman a freshman. stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's tough for me because I, I I know they're trying. I mean, they, they've gotten some wins now and they're 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 playing guys. They're bringing Ronnie DeGray off the bench. Ronnie DeGray's been really good for them. If you look at analytics, DeGray is, is a really good player for them in terms of versatility. He can make shots. 
Uh, he was efficient last night. He was five of six in 25 minutes, had 11 points and six rebounds. It's a good night for him off the bench. But I still think Teron Brazil playing 16 minutes, I'd love to see him get to 25. I mean, he had yeah. two blocks in those 16 minutes. This guy, when when he's been on the floor for 25, 30 minutes, he's getting three or four blocks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he is so good around the rim. And like, as you know, with most shot blockers, you got to, especially guys that are blocking shots at three to four per game, they got a knack for it. They have yeah. timing, they have anticipation, they have instincts, they have a knack to really identify the ball, especially as a secondary defender and not just a primary defender. I mean, he is yeah. very instinctual. Those things I really like about this kid. And he's, I just think the more experience he gets, the better off he's going to be. And he's still working through it, but you know, I, I think Missouri fans are wanting yeah. to see more out of him. That's a tough place for Conzo to be in because he, you know, he's starting Trevon, uh, but it's also trying to work in Amari and Ronnie um, and and try to have some scoring and some offense. And then you're bringing in Trevon mostly for defense right now. But man, every now and then he'll show some flashes yeah. offensively. He's a good rebounder. Um, so he's, he's a guy that I'm, I'm just going to keep keeping tabs on as we go through this. Cause yeah. I'm waiting for that freshman breakout game from him where he, you look up and he's got 16 points. Yeah. You start to see a little bit more of his game because he's, he's a little bit timid right now on offense. Hey, but, but if you go back to what you said earlier and I'm just going off what you're saying and it's the, the truth, but Missouri's going to, I think for Missouri to really turn this tide around, it's going to start on the defensive end. And you talk about with Trevon and, and his knack for just going after after block shots. That just goes to tell you right there, that's a defensive first guy. And that's a guy that you probably need on the floor because other guys are going to are gonna feed from him. Um, it, you know, when you look at his numbers, I, I think he's a guy that has to at least play at least play 20, 25 minutes yep. uh, just because of, like you said, I think his production, his numbers are higher. He has more energy. And this is a guy that's going to, he's going to bring it on the defensive end and he's not going to worry about offense. He's going to take what he can get from the offensive end. He's not shy uh, by, by no means on the offensive end. But I think if you keep a guy like that to get his defensive mojo up, it's just only going to help the rest of the players get their mojo up on the defensive end. And when you when you play on the defensive end, that offensive possession, all when you lock up on the defensive end, that offensive, that next offensive possession always seems a little bit more easier because you know you can hang your hat on the defensive end. Yep, no question. That's a great point. I and look, I, I like I said, Conzo's a defensive minded guy. Yeah. Like it's almost like if you were uh, to hire a defensive coordinator in football, like he has yeah. a defensive mentality. That's that's what, and I think that's what, when him talking about the DNA, I think that is a direct shot of that's where he's at right now with this team is yep. they've lost their identity and it's because they have not played well offensively and they are letting that seep into what they are defensively. And I think he's addressed that and they played a lot yeah. better, but again, we'll see where they go. This team was 172nd in Ken Palm and now they're 139th after that. Old Miss win. So they jumped 34 yeah, spots. That's, awesome. that's a big jump, but it's it's all because they, they finally had a little bit of a breakthrough with the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And and look, they shot seven threes. So people are saying, well, you know, Conzo just doesn't want them shooting threes. Not necessarily the case. I think when when, when it's the right shot, take yeah, it. Yeah, the right, yeah, but, the right but shot. But it's 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 not just throwing up threes to yeah. throw up threes yeah. when nobody on this team 
is over 30% from three. I mean, you, yeah. you at some point have to, and especially look, we're in January in league play coaches are going to make some adjustments and they're going to, you know, if, if you're taking bad shots, you're going to get subbed out. You're, you're going to the bench. They're bringing in young guys. You know, that's, that's just yeah. what coaches are going to do. Um, and that's, that's, that's going to be interesting to see kind of as we, we keep moving through this, this league season yeah. for Mizzou, they got two big ones. They go to, Al they go to, Ar or excuse me, they go to Alabama uh, yeah. and then they come home and they play Auburn and Auburn is, Man, they are – they're always an athletic team. Yeah, they are. But, man, uh, they they got some studs, man. And they got a potential number one overall pick on that team that is – man, he can go. I've seen him live, and he is a problem. Uh, <laughs> he is he, he is a talented, talented kid uh, in Jabari Smith. So that that will be a, a fun matchup. Two big ones for Mizzou. Jeff, before we go, I did – I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Ron Franklin, who was the, the voice of Big Monday – um, when you played and my two yeah. years, I believe he retired after my sophomore year. Uh, he passed away last night. So did want to give a shout out to Ron Franklin, an iconic voice in college athletics, both football and basketball. Yeah. But growing up and watching the Big 12 when growing up in Kansas City, like Ron Franklin and John Sunday, yeah. oh, all yeah. Big Monday. And those games were always like must watch. Big Monday's must watch still with 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 Fran. Uh, but man, like Ron Franklin was the voice during a long period of Big 12 yeah. basketball when me and you played. Uh, one of the nicest guys, too. I was starstruck yeah, the first time guy. I met him. Um, really great guy. So we, we lost a, an iconic voice um, in our sport. And Who cared so, about uh, the game just as much as those guys coaching and playing on it, uh, playing absolutely. on the floor, too. Yeah, we lost absolutely. a legend. Yeah, he, he carried the broadcast and. I, I, um, when we were in the NCAA tournament, we, we, we played against Memphis and Dick Enberg was on the call for CBS and Dick Enberg is a legend. And I, I mean, some of these guys that we've lost, they made this, the, the game so yeah. much more thrilling <laughs> and exciting. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's a real thing. And it is. I mean, he was his voice, but he was also just a great dude and easy to talk to. And he really worked obviously like he'd be at every shoot around and um, did his due diligence, did his homework. Like he really cared about, getting it right um yeah. talking about players and backgrounds and pronunciations and history i mean he just always i felt like was all like had the pulse of every team in the league uh and you could tell he loved basketball too i mean he, he was on every big national yeah. college football yeah, game yeah. but um basketball wise man he was he was fantastic and yeah. uh when i heard he passed last night i just all these memories came back man just watching games um you know the Collison Heinrich era with you guys, yeah. man. Like how an iconic good voice, were. man. Man, man. <laughs> Tough it's to, funny to how those one. voices stick in your head, man. They do. They and his do. voice will always be like his voice will always be in our heads, man. Yeah. And to think about all the guys now that are doing play by play that, you know, maybe have climbed the ladder that probably looked up to Ron Franklin, yeah, you know, and sure. we all have Pioneer. role models. We all have people that we, yeah, exactly. We all have people. We look at coaches. We look up to, um, and so when we lose them, it's always is a time to reflect and for sure. um, be grateful we had them too for, yep. for when we did. So, Jeff, this is uh, it's fun to connect, man. It's been too long. Always, we, we, always. We, we, we had a lot of ground to cover. We did that. Yeah, we did three um, games to cover a piece. Jeez. Three games. I think we went through it pretty, pretty. <laughs> yeah, we did. I think pretty smoothly. <laughs> so big ones coming up for, for both teams. Hopefully, yep. we can we can talk more wins as we we, you we get through this. We'll keep this, that going. Let's play. do it. All right, Jeff, have a good one. Hey, you betcha. See you guys.
Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.